Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. I am your host, coach and life alchemist, Sharin Eskandani, and I have worked with thousands of people showing them how to create their dream lives while also living their dream lives. This podcast is where mindset, mindfulness, and manifestation meet. Together, we're going to release limiting beliefs, put your dreams into motion, all while prioritizing your ease, rest, and joy. Let's do this, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching. Or if you want to go even deeper into this week's episode and get my free weekly journal prompts, sign up for my email list and you'll be able to explore the topics we're talking about in this episode even further. You can do that in the show notes or by heading to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. And if you're interested in working with me, whether that's one-on-one in one of my group programs or one of my transformational courses, you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com slash offerings to find out more. And of course, you can also head to the show notes and all of this information will be waiting for you there. All right, love, welcome to this week's episode. Today's episode is about what I believe to be the foundation, the pillar of self-growth and healing, self-trust. When we regain our sense of trust in ourselves, then anything is possible. That is when we start to create a life that is rooted and founded on what we truly desire and want. In today's episode, we're going to look at what holds you back from trusting yourself. And then we'll explore three powerful exercises, my favorite exercises, that will help you regain your sense of trust. Self-trust is where I start in all of my programs, Wholehearted Woman, The Alchemy Collective, Inner Compass, because I believe that we all have the answers within us. I believe we all know what it is that we want but we just don't trust ourselves. We don't trust the inner wisdom that exists within us all. This episode today is a special one because I am giving you a sneak peek into the Alchemy Collective. Last week, I announced that the doors to my membership, the Alchemy Collective, are now open until September 29th. I also announced that this is the final time that I will be opening the doors to this special community. The Alchemy Collective is my membership where you learn how to become your own healer and leader. In the collective, you get five group coaching calls every month, a private monthly podcast, monthly journal prompts, an entire library dedicated to somatic practices, and you get to work with me and some of my favorite, most respected healers and facilitators in the world of wellness. There is no need to feel overwhelmed, uncertain, or insecure about your healing journey. 
There is no need to feel overwhelmed, uncertain, or insecure about this thing called your life. If you are ready to reclaim your healing journey, to reclaim your goals and your desires, then I really hope you will join us in the Alchemy Collective. Again, doors are open until September 29th, and this is the last time that you can be part of the collective. If you want to find out more, head to wholehearted-coaching.com slash alchemy or head to the show notes. So in honor of the Alchemy Collective, I wanted you to be able to experience what being part of that community is like. So today's episode is going to be the private podcast that only Alchemy Collective members get access to. So this is a small part of the collective. As part of the community, you not only get the podcast, you also get journal prompts, worksheets, somatic practices, and five live group calls every month. You get to work with me and my team of incredible coaches, and you also get to do this work in community. Healing and growth is not meant to be done alone. We're not meant to figure out who we are and what we want to do with our lives in isolation, right? I love going on a walk and listening to a powerful podcast as much as the next person, but there is something so transformative about getting to do the work with guidance, accountability, and community. So as you listen to this week's podcast episode, think of what could be possible. The ahas, the insights, the breakthroughs, if we were doing this work together in the collective. All right, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Dear Alchemist, welcome to The Sum Up. This is our monthly podcast that sums up our monthly theme. This month, we're looking at the alchemy of self-trust. I believe self-trust is the foundation of self-growth. It's the foundation of this healing journey that we are all on. When we regain our sense of trust in ourselves, then anything is possible. That's when we start to create a life that is rooted and founded on what we truly want. As a side note, this month's theme is connected to the alchemy of intuition, which we explored earlier this year. So you may want to revisit that as we dive deeper into self-trust. When I first started coaching years ago, I was working with women whose lives were vastly different from one another, but they all seemed to have similar problems. They made decisions based on what they thought they should be doing. They took action from a place of fear and lack, consumed by what-ifs and what-will-they-think-of-me's. They felt stuck and disconnected, working toward a future that they didn't even know if they wanted. And as we worked together, I came to realize that their core issue was all the same. They had forgotten or never learned how to trust themselves. That was what was making them feel so lost and directionless. Their North Star was no longer themselves. This is the work we'll be doing this month, reclaiming your North Star again. That innate sense of self-trust, that innate sense of, I know what is best for me. So as we dive into this important theme, 
Let's first explore what you may be holding on to when it comes to self-trust. Now, in your worksheet, you'll find more questions to explore, but let's explore a few together. Feel free to pause the audio after each prompt. Self-trust means people who trust themselves are growing up or in my household, self-trust was and finally, trusting myself would mean. As you answer these prompts, really reflect on what comes up for you. As we do with every theme in the collective, we first have to figure out what is holding us back before we can fully lean in. I'm sure the answers from your prompts illuminated a lot for you. Let's explore maybe some of those beliefs that came up. I think we all deeply want to trust ourselves. When we think of people who trust themselves, there is this deep confidence, right? And actually the word confidence, the etymology of that word means with trust. There is this deep assuredness, this deep knowing. People who trust themselves don't care what others think about them. They are doing what they feel is best for them. But here is why it can be hard to practice self-trust. The first thing we have to name is our conditioning. Simply put, we were raised to not trust ourselves, to not trust our instincts, our bodies, our inner wisdom, and our inner knowing. This happens at home and at school, and it's a direct reflection of our society that is founded on white supremacy, capitalism, and patriarchy. Oppressive systems. I want you to think of an instance when you were younger, when you were told or advised to not trust yourself, or that you couldn't trust yourself, that your instincts were wrong, that what you wanted, what you knew was wrong. Think of what that circumstance was. What was happening? What did it feel like in that moment? And what did you learn? What do you think you learned from that experience? We live in a society that values facts and logic and reason over our feelings, our gut, our inner knowing. Regaining our sense of self-trust is rooted in undoing so much of the systemic conditioning. It is a process of decolonizing ourselves and our lives. Realizing this means that we have to really understand that this is a slow process, one in which we show ourselves grace and kindness. It also means that it's not our fault that we don't trust ourselves. So it's time to let go of the shame and the judgment. The second reason why we tend to not trust ourselves is connected to what we just named. Trusting ourselves often means going against. It means going against what others think we should do, what society tells us we should do, what our families think we should do, and oftentimes, what a former version of ourselves thought we should do. You know that moment when you know it's time for a big change, and then you realize that doing so, making that change, would mean having to let go of something that you've poured so much of your time, effort, love, and money into? It would mean having to let everyone in your circle know that you're changing course? It would mean having to answer questions and maybe facing judgment. So much of the reason why we don't trust ourselves is that the voice within us 
that tells us to make a change often is telling us to go against what we are told or think we should do. Trusting ourselves will often look like letting people down, starting all over, burning it all down, stepping into the unknown, into uncertainty, going against norms and conventions. Trusting yourself truly means that you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Now let's look at the next reason why it can be hard to trust ourselves. We have mistaken trusting ourselves with getting it right. We see trust through a binary of choosing the right or wrong thing. And that's not self-trust love. Trusting yourself is about choosing what feels best, what feels right for you in that moment, and then trusting that you can figure it out on the other end, no matter what happens. Rachel Cargill said, I trust myself regardless of what happens. If I jump off this cliff and I fail, I trust that I have the intellect and resilience it takes to move on. And I also trust that if I do have footing, I will take off running. Risks aren't as risky when I know that what I am betting on is me. I am betting on my ability to do really well or the ability to recover if I don't do well. That is what trust is all about. It's not about trusting yourself to make the right decision. It's not about trusting yourself to not make a mistake. It's about trusting yourself to figure it out on the other side. And finally, let's explore the last reason why it can be hard to trust ourselves. It's really hard to trust ourselves because we often don't know what we are trusting. Is it a voice, a feeling, a knowing? What is this actual thing that we're listening to and then trusting? Essentially, what we're listening to is our inner wisdom, which can sound, look, and feel like so many different things for different folks. We'll get into some exercises that will help you clarify what your inner knowing feels like for you. But first, let's cover some of the basics. And this is where revisiting our theme, alchemy of intuition, would help deepen some of these ideas. So our ability to trust ourselves is contingent on us reconnecting to our own inner wisdom. Some people call it intuition, inner knowing, whatever you want to call it. It's that voice inside you, that feeling inside you that just knows what's best for you. When you haven't listened to your intuition in a while, it can be really hard to figure out what it sounds or feels like, especially when we have so many voices competing for space. Usually, the first voice we hear, the loudest voice we hear, is that of ego or fear. This can be a hard distinction to make because ego often masks itself as intuition. What's confusing is that both of these voices are trying to protect you. They want what is best for you, but they're rooted in different energies. Ego does it from fear and intuition from love. Ego is truly grounded and connected to fear and worry. And it can be so loud. It yells, look at me. And it is fixated on worst case scenarios. 
Now, intuition can feel scary because it asks us to do uncomfortable things, right? We talked about this, going against, but it's a centered voice. It's often quieter because it's rooted in who you are. When you make an intuitive decision, it almost feels like you can finally take a deep breath again. It feels grounded. Intuition doesn't yell. It knows that eventually you will listen to it. You can often figure out the difference between these two voices by channeling, by connecting to the energy behind them. Is it anxious and nervous? That's probably ego. Is it calm and centered and consistent? That is intuition. Before we move on, I want to also talk a little bit about impulse. Now, impulse is tricky because it's connected to both our intuition and ego. Impulse appears after we get a clear signal from our intuition about what we need to do next. It's that moment you realize your job isn't for you, your partner isn't for you, or you need to have a courageous conversation. All great insights, right? But what happens with impulse is that it picks up on what your intuition is saying, but then it operates from a fearful place of ego. Impulse has seen you ignore intuition before, and it wants you to take action now. And so it convinces you that if you don't do this now, you're never going to do it. I also call impulse the burn this bitch down mentality. It's all about forging ahead, not thinking about the ramifications of your actions. Impulse makes you fixate on timelines, comparisons, and worst case scenarios. That's how it creates so much urgency for us. When we lead with impulse, often what ends up happening is that we put our well-being at risk. Intuition will ask you to do uncomfortable things, but it will never put your well-being at risk. Instead, it asks you to do things that are in service of your well-being. It asks you to do it with a timeline that is in service of your well-being. It takes time, patience, and practice to really understand which voice is which. So really be kind and graceful towards yourself this month as you expand into these ideas and as you figure out which voice is intuition, which voice is ego, and which voice is impulse. Okay, you may be feeling a little overwhelmed right now, thinking this is great information, but how the heck am I going to sift and sort through all of this? I got you. We're now going to explore some ideas that will help you reconnect to your inner wisdom and strengthen your sense of self-trust. The first idea we're going to dive into is what stops you from listening to your inner wisdom. This is a great place to start because, as we're finding out, it can be hard to figure out how your inner wisdom communicates with you. So instead of starting there, Instead of asking you, well, how does your intuition speak to you? Let's start with what talks you out of trusting it. And we're going to focus on a phrase that we've all said before. And that phrase is, I knew better. This phrase is important because it implies that at some point, you knew what was best for you. But instead of trusting that inner voice, that inner wisdom, you decided to go against it. So let's figure out what talked you out of trusting yourself. 
we're going to do my I knew better exercise. This is also in your worksheet. We're going to do it quickly together right now, but I encourage you to head to the worksheet to go deeper. To start, think of a time you said the phrase, I knew better. Think of the situation. What was going on? What did you initially want to do? What did your inner wisdom tell you to do? And what did you actually do, which went against your inner wisdom? Can you figure out what talked you out of trusting your inner wisdom? And what was the result of not trusting your inner wisdom? This is a powerful exercise because it helps us get clear on what fears, beliefs, and judgments keep us from trusting ourselves. Right? That question of what talked you out of trusting your inner wisdom? What were those things? This exercise also helps you figure out what it feels like when you don't trust yourself, when you are not listening to yourself, when you are going against yourself. Maybe in that experience, you noticed that when you're not listening to yourself, your body feels a certain way. Maybe there's tension or your stomach feels uneasy. Maybe you notice this constant sense of discomfort or you're ruminating or overthinking. These are all keys. This month, try and become aware of when these thoughts, beliefs, and judgments pop up. Try to become aware of when these feelings pop up. I have a feeling that when they are present, it means that you are not listening to yourself. You are not trusting yourself. The second practice is that I want you to think of an area in your life where you already trust yourself. We all have an area of our life where we trust ourselves. Maybe for you, it's when you're driving or when you're at work, or perhaps like me, it's when you're cooking. Reflect on what it is that makes you feel so at ease trusting yourself. Really think about it. This exercise, more often than not, shows us that a lot of it comes down to trusting that we can figure it out. When I think of myself in the kitchen, I am not the best cook, but I do have a lot of experience in the kitchen. And that experience has taught me that on the other side of anything I do, any mistake I make, I can always figure it out. This month, love, lean into what self-trust looks and feels like to you. Start small. Maybe trust yourself when you're ordering lunch. Maybe trust yourself when you're taking a walk and you decide to go down a different path. We've planted some really important seeds. We've become aware of what keeps us from trusting ourselves and are starting to expand into how we can fully trust ourselves more. I can't wait to see what insights you have this month, love. I hope today's episode, our little sneak peek into the Alchemy Collective, resonated with you, love. If you want to do this work with me in community, live, then I hope you will join us for our next and final cohort of the Alchemy Collective. You can head to wholehearted-coaching.com slash alchemy 
or to the show notes to find out more. Remember, doors close at the end of this week on September 29th. So as we say goodbye, think of one thing that's resonating with you from today's episode. And let's take a deep breath in, hold that thing at the top, and breathe out. Until next week, I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe or follow where you love listening most. And if you haven't yet, leave a review. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, or Podcast Addict. Until next week, love.